Everything old is new again. Hi, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is Nostalgic Home Trends That Are Back. And we know you love trends, and it's always fun to see some of these trends that have been out of style for a while to come back in. Yes, and it comes back, but it doesn't come back exactly the way you saw it the first time. So that makes it a little more interesting. Yeah, well, before we get to that, are you doing your spring decorating yet? I've been doing a lot of spring cleaning. You know that I love that. (laughs) Until I get that done, I'm not putting anything out. But we had so many great ideas for spring decor in our recent episode, Spring Decor Under 50. So we'll link that here in the show notes. If you haven't listened to that one, it is definitely worth a listen. It will help you kick off your spring decor and put a little spring in your step, maybe. Okay, well, let's get started. I'd like to kick off with rattan. I love rattan. Rattan, let's make it even wider, some caning, even some rush, like in rush seats or something like that. It's the texture that we're really after. So you could do it in a full-on accent chair, or you could just have a touch of it. Or maybe it's some caning on the front of a cabinet, or maybe it is a rush seat on your maybe kitchen chairs or something like that. I would say avoid the statement peacock chair, you know, that is not really, unless that's really your look or, you know, it's kind of a bit of whimsy. Mm, I would probably stay away from that. I think you could pull that off, Kelly. I Maybe I could. I I mean, you know, I wanted one of those when I was little. Oh, for sure. Didn't, didn't we all to go with, didn't really go with my gold and white furniture set from Sears, but I really wanted it anyway. Well, I think it goes with a, a canopy bed, you know. It does. It could. I mean, why not? Go all the way over the top. You know what I had? What? I had one of those two-seater rattan swings attached to the ceiling that you could swing in. In your room? Yes, in my room. Wow. From a family that used the gray <laughs> fill-in station paint a lot? I mean, that seems like a departure. Well, this was a special request. I asked for this specific wide swing, and I would just kind of sit in that in the window and read my books and look out the window and wow. put my feet up. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Okay. I, I really like hearing that because sometimes it makes me sad when you talk about when you were little. So, <laughs> I'm so glad you had that. <laughs> well, the other thing I wanted to mention, because we're talking about the rattan and the cane seats and everything, is I, you know when I think of rattan, I think of you know a, a breezy summer porch, a glass of lemonade, the smell of mown grass and a floppy hat. I mean, so... When you think of these things that are nostalgic, I think that certain elements bring up these memories and these thoughts that make it even more special than the item just in and of itself. So for the rattan, yeah, it reminds me of that swing I had in my bedroom or sitting on a porch somewhere. And I think that's why these things are so special to us. But also to the caned pieces, uh, I have quite a few caned pieces and they're really beautiful, but you do need to be careful because... You know, a lot of these antique pieces or vintage pieces that have a cane seat, uh, it does break easily. So you're going to have to be very careful with that. Absolutely. Seating discouraged. Sitting, I should say, discouraged for those chairs. And I love what you said. And I love the idea that using some rattan in your house or even just thinking about it today brought back that great memory and that you shared it with us. I'm going to point everybody in the direction of Lulu and Georgia for their Hannah collection. 
So there's a lot of pieces in this collection. There's caning on the front, and then it's encased in a light wood. They definitely have a very fresh, modern feel, but they, they're giving you that essence of the caning, of the texture, of the rattan feel. So have a look there. I'm actually going to be using the console piece in a client's office. We're completely transforming her office, which was a place where kind of the misfit furniture landed and she's making it all sort of work. But now we're going to do the whole thing over and she's going to have a such a beautiful office. And this is going to be our focal point piece. So have a look. The link will be in the show notes. What's your next one? Floral wallpaper. And I was kind of sad when the floral wallpaper went out because I had some beautiful floral wallpaper that I loved in our old house, but we had to paint over it because I knew that it was just not going to be the thing uh, at the time. But now it's back again. And I think it's just so happy and cheery to have floral wallpaper. So I'm very happy to see it back. And I'm thinking of our friends at Pasted Paper and my favorite Morris Lester wallpaper and the Kilburn Dark Botanical. Those are some of my very favorites. Oh, I love that dark botanical. It's gorgeous. It is really would be so wonderful in a bedroom, a powder room, a bathroom. And you're right. It's the floral wallpaper that is the nostalgic trend. We all know that wallpaper has really come back on the scene in all types of iterations, whether it's more modern stripes or geometrics or adhesive, different applications, or the more traditional wallpaper with the paste. But the idea for this trend is floral and on a bigger, bolder scale. I think it's fabulous too. Have a look at that and we will link the pasted paper that uh, Nita mentioned in the show notes. Here's one people might not think about too much and maybe you don't even know what it is. Maybe this is a good DTT define word, Cremone bolts. Dun, 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 dun. I have them. <laughs> they are fastening used on double doors or casement windows. They're long vertical rods and the bolts go into the, you know, the ceiling or the casing and then into the floor. But the idea of them is that they're exposed. They're surface mounted. So they make a big statement. Now, when I think of cremone bolts, I think of them in maybe an old French chateau or even an apartment building where Mm -hmm. you'd be opening it up and flinging the doors open to your Juliet balcony. But it is really going to be a statement on any of your doors or I was thinking even on cabinet doors. Say if you had tall pantry doors that can be rather plain in your kitchen and sometimes a pull, certainly a knob, but a pull too, depending on the size of it, might just be dwarfed on a big, long door like that. So a Cremone bolt might just be the answer. So if you're not familiar with what Cremone bolt is and you want to see them, there'll be a link in the show notes. I linked to the House of Antique Hardware, but many, many companies uh, make these. I'm sure you could find vintage ones, but these reproductions are great and probably would be a lot easier to then use, you know, in, for your application rather than trying to retrofit a vintage piece. Oh, I love those. Those are so beautiful. And while we're talking about these sort of finishes like that, I'm thinking about brass and how much I love brass 
It was totally out for so long. I know you've had it for a while, uh, but it is just heating up more and more. I see it everywhere now in new homes. So this is definitely the go-to metal everywhere, and it looks beautiful with white, gray, about any color out there, and I'm, I'm excited to see it back. Brass is so lovely. It's so warm. It's very approachable. I have all unlacquered brass or the brass that looks unlacquered. Mm -hmm. um, all my faucets and whatnot are truly unlacquered. You have to be ready to live with the idea that it's going to patina over time. But even a shinier brass or a brushed brass has come back too. Now, it's not going to be in an incarnation of that brass colonial type of chandelier that was around in like maybe the 80, early 80s. That's not really what we're talking about. It's nostalgic in the, the finish. I don't think we've been away from those exact type of, of chandeliers long enough for them to really come back full blast. No, no, you're right. I mean, they're not in that, but they're more in the, in the pulls and handles for cabinetry, faucets, that sort of thing. Yeah, because it was oil rub bronze for so long. Then it yes. was the brush nickel. And now we're returning to the warmth of the brass. And I love it. So if you changed out your brass doorknobs for oil rub bronze, now I hope you saved the old brass ones to put them back on. Yeah, put them back on. How about wood paneling? Now everybody can conjure up a wood paneled maybe TV room, family room, basement room that at some point in their lives they have been in. And you think, oh, paneling makes everything so dark and feels like a little dingy and kind of closed in. But look at wood paneling with fresh eyes. Envision it in a different type of room and envision it really adding a lot of interest to a space. I was looking all around and I found a great article from House Beautiful that has about, I think, close to 20, maybe 16 to 20 different rooms using wood paneling. Okay, what's next? Retro appliances. And I love these. You know, I have retro, a retro toaster and a retro hot pot and mixer in, in kind of a, an aqua color that I just adore. Uh, but now you can get large appliances like a vintage looking refrigerator or a vintage looking range. Uh, Smeg has some options for you. And I just looked, Home Depot is selling a brand called Galanz, G-A-L-A-N-Z, uh, refrigerators, and they come in several colors. They are much more reasonably priced than you might expect. They come in red, black, soft blue, or white. And these are just so fun to have the colors in your in your kitchen. There's also some smaller refrigerators from Magic Chef that I also found that were nice at Home Depot. You can also go to Elmira Stove Works for some fun colors and retro appliances as well. So charming. Yeah, I know of Smeg. And then there's also Big Chill. They do the refrigerators. They may do other appliances as well. And then I found this company, and I have no idea if I will be pronouncing this correctly. It's I-L-V-E. So I've, I've lived something like that. But I'll have the link in the show notes. It feels like 
Just put the L on the uh, the I on the other side of the L and make it live, and I'll have no problem pronouncing it. But it's I L V E. I saw and they, that and I thought I'm not going to recommend it because I have no <laughs> idea how to pronounce it because <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Kelly will make herself sound silly and try to pronounce it. But they have a nostalgia series. They're gorgeous, and they're not kind of they're not cute. You know, they don't look like they came out of a 1950s soda shop. These look more like the French ranges that Anita and many oh, people nice. lust over. Yes. Gorgeous. They're not that inexpensive, but they are comparable with another type of higher-end range, a, a more contemporary one that somebody might be considering. So, we'll have links to all those options for the retro appliances in the show notes and you can check them out. What's your next item? Handmade tile. Now, we do talk a lot about when we're suggesting to use Subway, either in a bathroom or a kitchen backsplash. But no, you don't have to go to, and oftentimes I say, you don't have to go to Ann Sachs. But here's what I'm going to say to you. If you want the feel and this nostalgic feel of handmade tiles, because there is something about the idea that a human hand created something. It gives it instant warmth, soul, and this feel that you're not going to get with a 69 cent tile, right? That's pressed out. You might not want to do a large area with it because it'll be more expensive, but handmade tile is coming back in a big way. It's another one of these nostalgic trends because at one point, you know, all the tiles were handmade, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but Ansax is such a beautiful collection and lots of different designers that have specialty collections within our own collection. And so that will be linked in the show notes and you can poke all around. It, they're gorgeous. I mean, there's just no, no way around it. Another thing that seems to be coming back are archways. And I mean, that's something that's coming at, in new homes uh, where I am. And I think that's a nice option. It's a nice feature item in your home. And I'm actually seeing a lot of nicer architectural details in no, new homes that I haven't seen in a while. So I, I'm very excited to see this kind of attention to detail, having beautiful finishes and beautiful woodwork in the home. So I think that's really coming back. And along those same lines, with the arch, the curve, it's curvilinear, which is just so fun to say, curvilinear silhouettes for furniture. Now, we've talked about this before. It was a trend coming on, but it seems to have really taken hold. I'm not a giant fan of the curved furniture <laughs> because I think it's hard to set up a room. Your room has to be big enough to allow for it. But if you have the space, it can be a wonderful way to set up your living room or family room because it's really uh, invites people to converse. It's great for entertaining. And so I found an article that shows all sorts of different ones, actually even one that's curved, but the back of it is a 90 degree angle. So you could put it in the corner, but the front of the sofa is curved. That's pretty cool. And there's this green tufted one in this article that I'm going to link that is just out of this world. So see what you think about those silhouettes. And that's something that it, it has been around like in the 20s and then the 50s, it was pretty popular. And now we're seeing it again. Yeah, I, I agree with you that it's really hard to make those work in a house. So that is something you have to be careful with. It kind of reminds me 
of when my in-laws had this uh, house in the mountains and it was a rondesic. And so each room wasn't square. It's a 13-sided house. Oh, wow. Each room was almost like a like a piece of pie. And it was very difficult to arrange furniture in that house. And so when you have odd shaped pieces, you have the same situation where it's not going to work just everywhere. So you do need to kind of keep that in mind if you're buying something that's kind of a an, an odd shape. What will work anywhere are Hunter Douglas window treatments. Hunter Douglas can help you design the perfect look and functionality for all of your windows. With their innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems that are so advanced, they can actually be scheduled to automatically adjust. Hunter Douglas window treatments can diffuse the harsh sunlight and cast a beautiful glow across your rooms or allow you to enjoy the view outside while protecting your privacy inside. And the superior insulation provided by their window treatments keep you warmer in the winter, cooler in the summer, and lower your utility bills. And when you tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. Live beautifully with Hunter Douglas. Enjoy greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. And right now, for a limited time, you can take advantage of generous rebate savings opportunities on select styles. Visit HunterDouglas.com DTT for details. That's HunterDouglas.com DTT. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. So the next thing on my list is vintage rugs. That's the next thing on my list too. What? Can you believe Stop it. it. Uh, I think these are such a nice thing to add to your home. Uh, I just love the look of a vintage rug in my home. And, you know, you can get them at not only antique stores, you can get them on eBay. There's also a site called Revival Rugs and they sell vintage rugs, but they also kind of refresh them and kind of give them, I know this is going to sound weird, but kind of cut the excess. They kind of give them a shave basically. And I know it sounds strange, but that's what they do to them and they dye them and clean them. So there's that option, or you can just buy the old rug on eBay, but it might need to be cleaned. It might need to be washed, but, um, but that's a great place to buy them and probably some of the best prices. And, you know, it may, you may live in an area where you can't buy them locally. My source for vintage rugs is Elsie Green. She has two great shops in California, up in Northern California, and she's also got a nice online presence. You can find her on Instagram and you can check out her site and her shop. I'll link it in the show notes. She has gorgeous vintage rugs. Anita, there's one in particular that I think you would just go crazy for. They're not inexpensive. So you're talking about spending well over a thousand dollars, maybe somewhere up around fifteen hundred dollars for maybe a five by seven, eight by ten. But they are stunning, and they are going just to add so much character to your home. 
I don't want to spend a lot of money on my rugs because I have three little doggies. But if I didn't have three little doggies, I would be adding some vintage rugs to my house. <laughs> well, remember, wool repels a lot of stains. So, but you know, if they're yeah, we don't need to get my inability okay, to repel. It, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on your list? Yes, earth tones. Now. It's not Tuscany, everybody. It's different kinds of earth tones. It's autumnal. It's not even autumnal. I would think they're they're almost like there's kind of a mashup of maybe the '70s colors, you know, the avocados and the the toasted yellows and all mm. of that. But they seem to be a little more muted. I would even say there's some of those Southwest colors floating around out there, but not in that obvious Southwest coyote sort of way. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I so, know exactly. The peach what you're and the about. blue. Yeah. No, no. It's, so it's different, you know, just like we said, it's not going to be the same, but the earth tones are coming back. So the grays are not gone. The whites are not gone, but there's another option now. These, these nostalgic colors are coming back. One that I'm seeing in lots and lots of places, and I would put in this category of nostalgic earth tones, is Farrow and Ball's setting plaster. It's a pink. It's very dusty, but it's very natural looking. It's almost like skin toned. You have to see it. And then look at it if you want to, if you like it or you think, oh, I'd like to see this in a room, just Google around and you'll see it in lots of different rooms. It seems to be a color that a lot of designers are using right now. Hmm. And then I have schoolhouse lights. Now, if you have seen the tours of my kitchen and whatnot, you know that I have schoolhouse lights in many places in my house. And I wanted them so badly for this house because I thought it really suits it. And sometimes you just need a light that's that's going to be in keeping, but it's not going to make a big wow. Because like in my kitchen, I have a chandelier. I can't have two other chandeliers competing with it. So in the other side of my kitchen, I just have these two simple school lights. Now, you could go spend somewhere between 300, maybe I've even seen them up to like 625 for these schoolhouse lights. But if you follow my tips, you buy the shade at Home Depot or Lowe's, then you buy the kit that attaches the shade and the bulb and actually makes the electricity all work also at a place like Home Depot or Lowe's. And that combo will some be something like 20 bucks, maybe a little what? more tax. Yeah. So I've linked the schoolhouse light, and I think I might have linked one from Rejuvenation or one of those shops. Gorgeous. You can buy the whole thing, and it's beautiful. But you can get a very similar, if not almost exact, replica of that for one-tenth of the price. Uh, so, and a schoolhouse light, if you don't know what it is, it's that sort of bulbous, like picture what would be in an old schoolhouse, right? Sort of bulbous, usually white. They can be clear as well. And then they kind of come to a point. It's not a boob light. No, 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 not a boob light. <laughs> no. But it is a semi-flush mount. So you can have a look in the show notes and click through. I have the link to an expensive one. I have a link to the shade and then also the kit that you would need to make it work both from Home Depot in the show notes. Oh, I've got to check these out. I love those lights. And what a great price. Anita, I have to tell you, French mirrors are also on our Nostalgic Trends tour. Mm-hmm. Because like Anita says about the French chair, a French mirror is so stunning and really will go with anything. 
I think the whole theory about the French chair working in also applies to the French mirror. You can get an actual antique, of course, and they come in so many different sizes, but I found a company called West Mirrors, and they have a whole section, just French mirrors, and they have some beautiful options, and they come in lots and lots of different sizes. They have this one that could be a leaner or a hanger, and it starts out the 15 inches wide up to, I think, 48 inches wide. So there's a lot of variety, a lot of choices. They also had the two uh, mantle mirrors that I just thought were so beautiful. You know, so they're they're not as uh, wide, but they're longer. And then they have, of course, some French detailing on the top. One is a little more ornate than the other one. I'll link that in the show notes as well to the whole selection of French mirrors at West Mirror so you can have a look. So are we ready for DTT Defines? Yeah, tell us what it is. A trestle table. It's a long, narrow table with two T-shaped uprights that are joined by a single stretcher for added support. So think of a long table. Each leg is an upside-down T. So the feet are basically the top of the T. And then there's a long piece of wood or other material that attaches one leg to the other near the floor. That's a good thing to know. Yes, I thought you described it really well. Would you think they would be... A console tables more or dining tables or it could be either? Oh, either one. But I've seen a lot of dining tables that are trestle tables. I'm running through my inventory. I think of think of round top out on somebody's porch. Don't you picture that? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm running through my own personal inventory because <laughs> I'm sure oh. I have one. Oh, <laughs> like, I, don't, okay, I, don't I know have I have one, one of those. I don't, don't have, have one. one. Oh, no. Well, there you go. That, well, next time you see one at uh, an estate oh. sale, then you have to get one because you don't have one. My crush is something everyone's going to want to get their hands on, particularly if you're interested in gardening or if you are someone who likes to grow their own veggies or herbs or somebody who wants to get into doing that. This is the most beautiful book, and you may be familiar with the author. The author is Linda Vader, V-A-T-E-R, and Linda blogs at the Pottager blog. She also has a very big presence on Instagram and YouTube. She's been in her beautiful brick, Tudor-style home, I think for about 30 years. And she started with a very sad landscape because the the befores are in this book and what she has done to transform this garden. So her whole idea is to partner ornamentals, so flowering or shrubs, with edibles in such a beautiful way. She's a self Hot gardener. So, you know, from the school of hard rocks or hard knocks, as we say in gardening, <laughs> she's figured it out. Her gardens just have incredible storybook appeal. And then you can harvest a lot of what she's growing. So I highly recommend this book to everyone. The cover is gorgeous and it just gets better after you open it up. And Linda just seems like a really lovely person. Um, I've watched some of her YouTube videos, so I think you'll really enjoy it. We'll have the links to the book and other places you can find Linda in the show notes. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, we were recently in North Carolina in our favorite little town, Black Mountain, and I was drinking my favorite drink from the little coffee place there called the Dripolator. I've been and there. I, Remember, yes, I went there after I left your house. That's it is right. darling. Yeah, that's right. So I thought, well, it was so delicious. We'd started making this drink at home, and it's really great at home as well. So I thought, well, I'm going to share it with everyone. That's so good to know because sometimes you just can't 
make it at home. Killer Bee Latte is the name of it. So you're just going to make your coffee or your latte the way you normally do, but you're going to add a about a teaspoon, maybe a little bit more of honey and cinnamon to taste and give it a shake. And if you want a kick, you can add a dash of cayenne pepper, but Ooh, that's the Killer Bee. That sounds great. So when you say give it a shake, so is it cold? Or is oh, it hot? no, no, no. I'm sorry. Give the cinnamon a shake to put oh, some okay. cinnamon in there. Well, you can drink it cold or hot. I mean, it uh-huh. works with cold uh, coffee or hot coffee. We've been having it every day here. It's just so good. We're always saying, oh, yeah, make me a killer bee. Oh, I love it. That's so fun. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.